Shalom, today's Daf Yomi is Nidarm Daf Ayin Beis, Nidarm 72. And today's Daf Yomi will start at the Mishnah on the top of 72b. So the Mishnah tells us, Derech taught me the Chachamim, it was the way of the Torah scholars, Ad that even prior to his daughter leaving the father's home and going and marrying off to her husband, Omer, well, he would say to his, to his daughter, all the vows that you made in my home, I'm going to annul those vows. Meaning to say that if she had vows while she was, so this way if she had vows while she was still betrothed, he would no longer be able to annul them after she got fully married because she went outside of his house. But prior to the marriage, prior to the full marriage, he would be able to join together with her with her fiance, with her arus, in order to annul her vows. We, we stop for a second and we say, when the, when the Mishnah refers to a Torah scholar, to a Talmud Chacham, it's somebody who is kosher, it's somebody who is a good person, who is fitting with his actions. And so therefore, this is, indica- this is in- indicated by his actions here, meaning to say he wants to, he's trying very, very hard to prevent people from sinning. And so therefore, he's, he's concerned to annul the vows of his daughter and of his wife. So therefore... So therefore, he won't mess up, and other people won't mess up with the sin of Nidarim. That's how the Shita Mikubetzis explains it. And the Gilyoni Ashah says that it's really just appropriate for everybody to act this way, not just the Torah scholar, but the reason why the Mishnah mentions the Torah scholar, because this is what they did, as, uh, as the Gemara explains, Urcha Dure. It's the practice of the Tzurbun to act in this manner. And so the we says and and the concern here is before she left his house it must be that we're talking about for a full marriage for Nisun and not for Arison because because he would have annulled them prior to the prior to the Arison ending because he can always annul them while while until while he's betrothed to her. And therefore, must be talking about before she becomes an, a fully married. And so to the husband, before he fully marries her, Omer says to her, All the vows that you made until now, they will be annulled. And, and then his annulment of these vows will combine with the annulment of the father, and, and, and which is what's necessary to, to combine the, the, betrothed, the betrothed girl's Father and husband, in order to annul the vow, and she misha tikanes l'rishuso eno yachol afer, because once she enters into his his household, meaning to say once she fully enters into her husband's household, he's not going to. Uh, he's not going to be able to annul the vows that she made prior to that. And so therefore, he will annul them prior while she's still a fiance. Then he'll be annul the vows with along with her father. So the Gemara says. Umar wants to know if the fathers and the husbands of vows, when they annul them, whether or not it requires people to hear them, whether it requires him to hear them. So, is the husband able to annul the vow without hearing it? Let's say he didn't hear the vow and he didn't know really anything about it. Can he annul the vows out of a doubt? Meaning to say, I know any vows you made. Will the vow be annulled, or do we say that he's not going to be able to do this if he doesn't hear the vow? So that's the question the Gemara asks. So the Gemara explains the two sides of the question. When it says in the verse, Vishama Isha, and the Veferis Nidra, where the husband hears it and annuls her vow, 
Dafka who does that mean specifically needs to hear it? Or Lav Dafka who maybe doesn't specifically need to hear it, he's still able to annul the vows. So Amarava Tashma, so Rava says, let's learn from our Mishnah. This is the way of the the Torah scholar that before his daughter leaves and gets fully married, he says, any vows you made, they're going to be annulled. And so he annuls the vows even though he didn't hear it. So we see, we see from here, we see from here that the father didn't hear the vow and yet he's still able to annul it. So the Gemara says, so we see from here that the father can annul the vows even without hearing it. And the same thing should apply to the husband. Gemara says, no, that's not the case. Really, we could say that he's not able to annul it without hearing it. But when he, when he hears after the fact, the vow, he's going to go back and annul it. That's all the Gemara is saying. So the Gemara says, So if that's the case, if the husband didn't hear the vows, why would it say all the vows that you made? So he, he it, doesn't, it doesn't help. He didn't hear it. So Gemara says, It's teaching us, It's teaching us the practice is that it's the way of the Torah scholars to go looking for the, uh, they're looking after their daughters to see if they made a vow that they wanted to annul, because he wants to place it to his mind in order to mention the vows in order to annul it. So the Gemara says, let's try and answer this question from a brisa, Tashmas, from the from the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, So to the husband, before she comes into his domain, he says this to her. So it doesn't disprove that even though he doesn't hear it, he's allowed to annul her vows. Gemara says, no. That's no. It's the same. It's the same answer. He says. He says when he hears it, he makes the vows annulled. But it doesn't. It's not necessarily indicative from the whether or not he heard it. But anyway, we see from this mahalach um, of the Gemara, we see from the Gemara's point that the Torah scholar, the, the whole concept is that we should all strive to be like Torah scholars, that they're looking for ways to make sure that they're preventing themselves from sinning, and that's one of the basic messages of this page.